misunderstanding. According to the dictionary, it's a disagreement or quarrel or a failure to understand or interpret something correctly. That makes sense, doesn't it? And we know that misunderstandings need clarity, grace, and the ability to think the best and not the worst of one another. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. I love our neighborhood, and not just because of its proximity to running or biking paths or our church or favorite restaurants or my dad or our kids. I love our neighborhood because I love our neighbors. They're a great bunch. We look out for one another. People bring in packages if someone is gone. They shovel each other's walks or driveways if needed. They bring food if somebody's in need. Another goes door to door collecting the money we need to pay to have our alley plowed each winter. We buy what others are selling. We meet each other's pets, which is why I was so surprised to learn that our neighbors had a cat that I knew nothing about. One day, I got a text from my neighbor asking if I had any security footage of the previous afternoon and evening. She mentioned that her cat had been stolen and wondered if we had captured any images from the night before. Mm, shoot, missed an opportunity to be a good neighbor there. I texted her back and said, I'm so sorry, no. Our batteries died on our security system and we haven't gotten around to replacing them. I added, I'm so sorry your cat was stolen. That is so much worse than our car. How is everyone doing? They have two young kids, and I figured they were probably devastated. If you remember, it was about a year ago now that our car was stolen. If you didn't know that, season six, episodes three and four. <laughs> I won't go into it now. I added, I'll keep my eyes out open. What did I say? Keep my eyes open, <laughs> not keeping my eyes out. Is that a thing? Keep my eyes out? I don't know. Anyway, I said something like, I'll keep my eyes open and let you know if I see anything. When I talked with Kenny next, I asked if he knew that the neighbors even had a cat. He said he didn't. I said, well, they do, and it's been stolen, and I feel so badly not even knowing about the cat, and I didn't even ask what cat he or she looked like because I didn't want my neighbor to have to explain and maybe bring tears, but I just kept looking out for any stray cat that day. I made sure to check my rearview camera whenever I backed out of my garage, you know, just in case, but I didn't see anything. I logged on to the Nextdoor app later that night, which some of you are very familiar with, and I didn't see anything. I texted my neighbor, any news? I didn't hear back, but that wasn't a big surprise. I assumed that no news was bad news in this situation, and spoiler alert, it was. Contrary to the popular Dr. Seuss book, the cat had not come back. I need to digress for just a second here. Did I ever tell you all about our across-the-street neighbor's cat when we lived in Illinois? I feel like I might have, but in case you missed it, the quick synopsis is this. That neighbor's cat had also gone missing. And eventually, sadly, they found it dead on the road sometime later. They cremated it and had kept his ashes on their mantle. Chapter closed. Until one day, 
While hosting a get-together in their house, during all the commotion, they heard a familiar screechy meow and watched as their cat jumped onto their front screen door with claws extended, irritating them as he always had, but now on a whole new level. <laughs> Glad to see you, but not sure what we're going to do with this urn now. Which, no point to that story, except that it was also a neighbor with a missing cat. So let's just say this was not my first missing cat rodeo. I told a couple of my kids about the cat. They wondered why the neighbors assumed it was stolen and that it hadn't just run away, which, yeah, good point. I don't know. Wasn't going to ask. Later that evening, I checked my next door app again. Eureka! I love that word. Eureka! Don't you love it? It feels so exciting and it always lives up to its definition, which is used to express triumph upon finding or discovering something. So who doesn't want to ex exclaim Eureka? I did. Eureka! I struck gold. I also just said that word probably two or three more times than I should have. I struck gold, though, on the Nextdoor app. I took a couple of screenshots of what I found, texted them to my neighbor. It was late at night, so I wasn't surprised I didn't hear back from her. What had I found, you asked? Someone saying they'd found a lost cat with pictures to boot? I sent the pictures to her and asked, is this your cat? I decided, oh, who cares if they, I didn't know they had a cat and I didn't know what it looked like. If I could help them find her or him or whatever, that's what's important. I didn't hear back from her the next morning or the next day. I assumed maybe I hurt her feelings because I didn't know they had a cat, but that didn't seem like her. And I thought, I wouldn't have been offended by that. I'd rather have more people looking if it had been pizza who had been stolen. That's our cat's name because everybody loves pizza, right? The more days that passed and we hadn't heard from the neighbors, the more nervous I got about offending her. I love my neighbor. That would make me feel so badly. Finally, what felt like a month went by, but it was actually probably a couple days. We were driving into our driveway at the same time that our neighbor, the husband this time, was out in his driveway. I hurried up and hustled into the house because, well, that's just what I do. And Kenny went over to inquire with him about the cat. The conversation began sort of with a, hey, did you guys ever find your cat? He said they hadn't. They chatted about some other things for a bit. Kenny then, probably imagining what conversation he was going to have with me later, just outright asked, so what color was it? Kenny said the neighbor looked at him kind of funny and then said, silver, all cats are silver. Well, that's not a fact. He then said that there has been such an uptick in cat robberies that they're happening everywhere. It's not just a city problem, they taught, he said. It's a suburb problem. It's everywhere. Then he said they got their new cat engraved with their, some identification number, and then they put a shield around it so it wouldn't get stolen again. And then Kenny said the light bulb went on, and he said, oh, you had your catalytic converter stolen. Kirsten thought it was your cat, to which the neighbor said, cat? We don't have a cat. I don't have a cat. I don't have time for that. I got kids. And then I'd like to think an understanding laugh was had at the situation and not at the people involved, really. Kenny asked him to please explain the mix-up to his wife. Kenny came in and told me what had happened. So funny. I laughed and laughed. And then I went back over our text thread and saw that I sounded like a rude sarcastic, and most unempathetic individual. My response, oh, that's way worse than our car. 
Or, for example, is this your cat? With accompanying pictures. Get it? Ha ha ha. Your cat? Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, yeah, our neighbor was right. All cats are silver. If you're talking about the same ones. Here's what I think. As you've heard this story, we might have two things in common. First, you might have heard of someone else getting their catalytic converter stolen. Just to be sure we're all understanding what I'm talking about, though, quickly, what is a catalytic converter and what does it do? Thankfully, I've done a little research for us. Ready? Catalytic converters, they change the harmful or bad substances in a car's exhaust gases like carbon monoxide. Here's some others. Now, nitric oxide, nitrogen dioxide, and hydrocarbons. So they change those, the bad substances, into less harmful or good substances like carbon dioxide and water vapor. They do this by means of chemical reactions. Now, doesn't that make you wonder how it happens? It did me. I found out that inside of the catalytic converter is usually filled with a honeycomb structure, you can picture that, onto which a, a coating, some sort of coating is applied that contains the catalyst for the change. So it's gonna go through that and that's what's gonna make the bad gases turn into the not as harmful. Um, so who's doing this? <laughs> Are there evil scientists wanting to change chemical structures for some reason? No, who's stealing them? People are stealing them because it's precious metals like palladium, rhodium, and platinum are what's commonly used as a catalyst for this change. So these precious metals are put in there. So those are the people, so people are stealing for the metals because the metals are super valuable and they're getting more valuable all the time. In fact, let me look here. I had some research. It showed that as of December, 2020, Rhodium was valued at $14,500 per ounce, palladium $2,336 per ounce, and platinum going for $1,061 per ounce. Practically speaking, you know, what would I get a, for a catalytic converter? Recyclers are paying $50 to $250 for a catalytic converter, which is why they're a target for thieves. I'm not suggesting we do this. I'm saying why people are. I read a report the other day in the news about a local near us, a local home improvement store that was hiring someone now to patrol their parking lot because apparently a number of cars are being targeted there when people went in to shop. Also a couple weeks ago, our church had one stolen from our parking lot. I started wondering how easy this must be to do if people are willing to do it in the light of day. So I Googled, where's a catalytic converter located? I'm probably going to get tracked down. And how do you steal one? <laughs> I found out this, though. I found that it's underneath a vehicle. It's by the exhaust outlet, which makes it easily accessible to thieves. They can remove a whole unit from underneath a car with a couple of quick cuts. I also started wondering, is this just prevalent around us? Because all of a sudden I'm hearing about it a lot more. And is it pandemic related or is it everywhere? And what's the deal? I found out it predated the pandemic and did so by doing a little research with the National Insurance Crime Bureau. <laughs> According their, to their research, incidences of catalytic converter thefts in the United States increased so much in 2019 with the year's total around 10 times higher than it was in 2018. So that predated the pandemic, but the numbers in 2020 increased dramatically beyond that too. Probably, like I mentioned earlier, because of the increase in the precious metals value. 
I was also curious, are there some cars that are more likely to be targeted than others? I found out Toyota Prius is a hot one because their converters are cleaner since they don't always run on gas. Also big trucks and SUVs that sit high up because it's easy access. But basically, as I read, it sounded like any unattended car would do just fine. So if that's the case, I thought, what do we do to make sure it doesn't happen to us? Apparently, if you live in one of the catalytic converter hotspot states, which are California, Texas, Minnesota, North Carolina, and Illinois, many of those police departments are offering people an opportunity to get an identification number put on your catalytic converter for free, which is what our neighbor said that they ended up doing. And like you also did, you can install a device, which is like a metal plate with tamper-resistant screws. They can't get at them, and that protects them from the would-be thieves. There's some states also looking into legislation, and some have passed it, but I really, I just did not read about all of that. That makes it harder to scrap them, so people are less inclined to bring them into a recycling center. Finally, in my catalytic converter research, I was curious and asked, how much does it cost to replace a stolen converter? Likely, it costs people, it says, between one to 3000 depending on the type of the car and if there's been you know, other damage, which is often done when it happens. And bonus material here, according to data from 2020, the most expensive catalytic converter belongs to the Ferrari F430, which costs 3770 bucks. But what makes it even worse is that it needs two of them. So it costs 7540 just for the parts. This is not just a high-end fancy pants car problem, though, because coming in third was the Dodge Ram 2500. Great truck. And their catalytic converter price was $3,460. Now, for those of you who are real detail-oriented, it might bother you that I didn't say what was second, but in case you wonder, it was a Lamborghini. I then checked out what it would cost to replace mine. It was stolen. I started getting so curious. And with parts and labor, for a Fiat 500L, it's going to be about 800 bucks. Still don't want it to happen. <laughs> That's still a lot. You perhaps by now have forgotten, now that I've been stating all these statistics, you've probably forgot that I said, my guess is, as you've heard the story, we have two things in common. The first was, yes, you might know of someone who had a catalytic converter stolen. The second is this. You may have had some misunderstanding with someone before as well. And your or their good intentions could have been read as sarcastic and rude or unfeeling when in fact maybe they were well-meant. Misunderstandings need clarity, grace, and the ability to think of the best and not the worst of one another. Can I share a verse with you? I had another one in mind when I started this story, but I just cannot get 1 Corinthians 10.24 out of my mind. It's simple. It's concise. It relates to many situations. It helps us in misunderstandings to have clarity, grace, and the ability to think the best of others. It's simple. As I said, it says this. No one is to seek his own good, but the good of the other person. No one is to seek his own good, but the good of the other person. I love that. Seek. That means in all things, in what we do, we don't seek, look for, pursue our own good. Grabbing the best parking spot, butting in line. How am I going to spend my money? How am I going to vote? How am I going to pray? How am I going to speak? How am I going to think? 
How do I seek my own good? No, I don't seek that. I don't pursue that. But instead, I pursue, I seek the good of the other person, which also relates to how do I understand? I was so grateful that my neighbor did not write me off as rude and inconsiderate and sarcastic when my comments very easily could have been interpreted in that way. In misunderstanding first, we need to entertain the thought that maybe they didn't mean it that way and extend grace. But let's take this one step farther. How can we apply it if this is in fact exactly the way they meant it? What if somebody says a comment meant to hurt us? Maybe someone has said something painful to you that was hurtful and they meant it that way. How do we extend grace then? Do we have to? Kind of seems like it. Kind of seems like the verse says not to seek our own good, but the good of the other person. How do we do that? Well, maybe their hurtful comment came from a place of pain or insecurity or unmet expectation. We can pray that their need is met so that they need not operate from that place anymore. We can trust that God sees, God hears, God knows. And the verse that says, revenge is not ours, I will repay, says the Lord, that that verse is true. The good thing about that verse is that God is the one who knows if there even is revenge that should be paid. We can't discern that. We need to walk with the Lord, apologizing when we've contributed to a misunderstanding and trust him to give us what we need when we're hurting because of one. We need to walk with the Lord, apologizing when we've contributed to a misunderstanding, trusting Him to give us what we need when we're hurting because of one. On a lighter note, I have thought more than once, what would my neighbors have thought if I asked them if they had any security footage because someone stole our pizza the night before? (laughs) 